You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Greg Cupney, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! It's Travis Curra and Brazilian Ty for this episode of Two and Out as we actually near episode 400 of the show. I, I had a different opening planned, but it's funny. If you go back to the thumbnails of the show on YouTube, you can see like I grow like a chia pet and then I get a haircut. But you are just all over the place, my man. You had a gr- glorious mustache uh, for the previous episode and now it's just not so glorious. It's too hot out, and the amount of water I drink and the food I eat, it just it's gross during the day. It's just not worth it. It's the ice cream that's a real challenge. I don't eat ice cream. Like, ever? Blizzard, blizzards aren't ice cream. You can't legally call it ice cream. <laughs> so, I don't eat ice cream. <laughs> I do want to wish a congratulations to the long-suffering fans of the Vegas Golden Knights, who uh, finally have themselves a championship team to root for. Lord knows the Raiders are never going to win anything. When Oakland moves there, they aren't going to win anything. <laughs> like when the Athletics. Um, I, I don't know. I, I saw this are- fan standing outside of T-Mobile Arena. It's been a long six years. Hey, but Bill, Bill Foley must have had the script. I feel so bad. Well, yeah, he uh, said, what, a championship within, within six first, years? Within the first six years. Um, and then I saw, I was out for, I was walking home from ball last night, and it was like, oh, they're the quickest expansion team to win a Stanley Cup. I'm like, well, that's, but the Oilers were a merger team, so it's not, mm-hmm. not a technically an expansion team. Hey, it didn't take the Red Blacks long, so uh, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to win another one anytime soon. So. It doesn't look like it, does it? Uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have unveiled plans for an enhanced stadium for the 110th Grey Cup this November. Going from 10 Timbits to 20. Hey, they're calling it Grey Cup Social 2.0, the South Plaza tailgate experience for the fans. Looked like it was a good time in there. I did have sideline seats with uh, the rest of the bougie fans at Tim Hortons Field in 2021. But that sideline terrace looks pretty cool. I think they've got a pretty big task ahead of them. Hosting mm-hmm. a Grey Cup twice in three years is uh And one easy. that should be well attended, no restrictions. Like yeah, it's gonna be, exactly. People are going to be expecting a lot. Yeah, there were a lot of folks and regulars that decided not to go to Hamilton with all that was going on. Uh, I evaded... Uh, COVID somehow, and I needed to because uh, I had to take yeah. a test to go to San Francisco <laughs> the the next week. <laughs> I don't know how I pulled it off. Like I, uh, I, if I was you, I I wouldn't have gone. Man, I was sitting at the Shoppers Drug Mart waiting for my result, just sweating bullets. I'm like, I'm sure I have it, <laughs> but uh, I didn't apparently. So I was able to fulfill that trip to California. Uh, week two is getting underway right away here as uh, the Calgary Stampeders are 
five-point favorites over the Ottawa Red Blacks here. The over-under set at 43. But big news for the Stamps as star running back, arguably the best in the Canadian Football League, Kadeem Carey is on the six-game injured list. However, Ty, the Stamps might be the most well-equipped team to face an injury like that. Yeah, yeah. Mills, I think, is on the depth chart. He is and, now, yeah. And Peyton Logan, like, I mean, those are two guys. And they got all three of them into games in the last, in the last season, whether it was returning kicks and stuff like that. So uh, guys guys have been getting playing time. They know this offense, kind of a plug-and-play. They can share the load a little bit because we, we know what Calgary has done in game one with manipulating the rules a little bit. Uh, I shouldn't say manipulating the rules, finding the loophole in the rule. Uh, so I, I don't think it'll be that big of a drop off. Yeah, it is. It sucks to lose a guy like Kadeem Carey. Uh, like you said, probably the best running back in the league right now. Like, I mean, yeah, Andrew Harris is a beast, but that's aided. So, right, no reaction. Well, um, <laughs> I but guess I, I'm I so used to it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> it's like when my dad says he'll talk to me later. Oh. <laughs> Collective tears, <laughs> yeah. but I, I like yeah, it, it is a drop off to another player on the depth chart. Like it's nothing against Peyton Logan or anything like that, but I don't think the drop off is going to be as bad as it would be on a different team. It is uh, difficult to find stats from last season currently as the CFL is upgrading some of their systems. Uh, Diedrich Mills did have a few big games last year when he got onto and the roster. If I had my laptop, yeah. Exactly. I had all of that. Ty takes his laptop to the repair shop today. It turns out that the repair shop ordered the wrong screen. <laughs> or they sent the wrong screen. I'm okay. going to give Ke- something Kevin's out. Computing, who's <laughs> nobody named Kevin even works there. I'm going to assume they ordered the right one and got sent the wrong one. Now, if I get the wrong one again Friday, I'm burning the place to the ground. <laughs> That's on the record, brother. That is on the record. Uh, Mills got onto the roster last year. He had big games. Peyton Logan had big games. No, right now, Peyton Logan is marked as the designated American on the depth chart. If you had to choose one guy, who are you choosing? I I know that Mills is listed as the starter. I'm not really sure that means much. No. Uh, but it might be a pretty close split in carries, hey? I, I think so. I think they can kind of share the load, and if one guy gets hot, they'll, they'll ride him. Mighty yeah. Ducks 2 style. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. They both have the ability to put up big numbers, Mills and Logan. And another Calgary Stampeders note, Derek Dennis was released uh, during training camp, uh, and now he's... Uh, announcing his retirement, and he's been on this show a few times, always been good to us, and mm-hmm. look, to an out live, the sequel in Calgary during the 2019 Grey Cup, during the last minute, we were scrambling, looking for a guest to join us, and it just so Other happened. than my mother. Yeah. <laughs> That Derek Dennis basically lived right across the street from uh, Booker's Barbecue. So he wandered over and it was such a great time meeting him there. And I know a lot of the other fans in the building had a great time meeting him. He uh, is going to focus on uh, his media slash coaching career. So I don't think we have heard the last from Derek Dennis. I I hope he live tweets every stance game. 
Agreed. And I would like to see an offensive lineman on the panel. I think uh, something's been missing since Schultz left. Absolutely. And I think he would be great on there and he'd be a great coach and he's great, uh, a great offensive lineman in his career. Mm And I hope he sticks around CFL circles. And and I know who I would get rid of off the panel to make room for him. I know who you would get rid of too, (laughs) Brazilian Thai. (laughs) Fair enough. Renee Paredes is uh, pulling double duty this year as a firefighter and a kicker for the Stampeders. He's three field goals away from reaching 500. And as some things go, he very well could reach that milestone in this game. After, after last week, nothing's certain. Yeah, he could kick six and get to 503. We never or really he, know. He could have five attempts and miss three of them. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's also been a change in running back for the Ottawa Red Blacks. If you're building a fantasy lineup and you are looking for a cheaper option, Demontre Tuggle is listed as their starting running back as De- Devontae Williams is not on the depth chart for the Ottawa Red Blacks going into this game against the Stampeders. But I'm going to say here the Red Blacks are in tough in this one. I know mm-hmm. Nick Arbuckle is playing his former team in the Stampeders, but... The front that the Stamps have, they have still a formidable defensive line and great linebackers there. Uh, Ottawa's going to be put to the test in their offense. I just kind of see those struggles continuing here. And Calgary doesn't have to send six, seven guys to get to the quarterback. They can send three or four uh, and and get pressure. They may not get sacks, but they can disrupt uh, timings and, and all that stuff and get in the quarterback's face. Uh, and if they decide to start blitzing, I, I mean, all bets are off, and and you're our our Brockle could be running for his life. Yeah, he needs to limit turnovers, which goes without saying. Uh, three interceptions in week one, you can't do that against Calgary. And I know what's cliche. You do, you, it feels like you can do it against this Calgary team, though. Maybe, maybe. I, I think uh, Jake Mayer is going to have a lot to prove yeah. here. Um. And Luther Hakunavanu, the Canadian receiver, he's been limited in practice as well. So they're going to need to get Malik Henry going. They're going to need to get more balls Reggie Bagleton's way. But last week, six foot three, two hundred and twenty-three pounder Trey Odom's Dukes had a nice game for the Stamps. He's under five thousand dollars on fantasy, so he's in my lineup again. Especially mm-hmm. if Huku, Akunavanu is uh, going to be limited, maybe there's going to be more footballs being thrown his way. But this is, I think, it's going to be one of those ugly games that are trench battles. And, I, I think so too. And the Red Blacks can hang with the Stamps. There, they've mm-hmm. got veteran offensive linemen. The D line is pretty nasty too. But the Stamps are welcoming Zach Williams mm-hmm. back to the fold on the offensive line. Twenty six years old, and they're going to be happy to have him back. But it might be one it's, of those down and dirty trench battles. Here. We say that, and that that feels like that's the only game right now that the Red Blacks can win and, and stay in because if. If Calgary gets out to a two or three touchdown lead, I, I just don't see Ottawa being able to muster anything to come back with Arbuckle running the ship right now. It's kind of like uh, they, they they're going to want to slow down the pace a little bit. I, yeah. I know it's not nineteen eighties Pistons style, yeah. <laughs> beat the hell out of you and just hope. 
It's not exciting, but it might just be the way that the Red Blacks mm-hmm. can squeak out a win here. And I, I got a tea time at, <laughs> or no, I don't have a tea time early Friday, so I can stay up and watch a slow moving football game. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jalen Acklin, they're going to want to get him going early mm-hmm. and as often as they can, and they need a. Uh, a better performance from their special teams. They couldn't get Devontae Dedman going against Montreal at all. I credit a lot of that to Montreal's cover team. Absolutely. They gave him nothing. They gave him no room. So how can Ottawa find him space or get him involved more on the offense? I think a player, obviously they're going to want better production from Justin Hardy, but Mm -hmm. it seems like Nate Bahar is becoming like that second down slot and Matt Dunnigan beat that point home during the broadcast last week. Uh, that second down, that reliable guy for Ottawa mm-hmm. quarterbacks, if they need some yards, they need to catch. They're looking his way and yeah. uh, he might have a nice season in that regard. And, and you don't want to call it a safety valve because yeah. it is a skill second down conversions. Like as a receiver, if you're, if you're making 80% of those catches, you're going to make money. You're going to get paid. Teams are going to, teams are going to be after you because you can keep the offense on the field. And if Nate Bahar can fill that role, that's even better for him. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be uh, an interesting one. Devontae Williams, again, missing it with the hamstring injury. Uh, Dante Bull, the first overall pick, not going to be playing. And Seosi Mariner, the receiver for the Red Blacks, not playing as well with the hamstring injury Thursday night football. Now the Friday night game is the Riders home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And the Bombers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Although, is that a Manitoba Bison's hat? Oh, look at the Burton (laughs) coming. That is worth going on YouTube for. No, this is a Manitoba curling hat. Oh, okay. How can you shave the mustache and then show one of the most... I can't have two. One of the most iconic mustaches in Canadian history. Uh, that's a beautiful shirt, man. Um, it's, it's, it's shrunk in the wash. <laughs> I think it almost just looks like a baseball tee now. It is. It's a three-quarter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not so much three-quarter anymore. Right, it's like right. my elbow. Right. Man, that, that's a great shirt. It is Dad's Night Out at Mosaic Stadium. So Kim Mitchell is playing the halftime show. So we know that Dad will have a great time. Quite frankly... <laughs> I we would have, have we would have the best time. <laughs> yes. Uh, the big story here, though, is the Rough Riders quarterback situation. It was the it's last fine. play from scrimmage <laughs> against uh, Edmonton on Sunday. The play gets extended. Harris takes an unnecessary shot, and I don't think he's going to be playing. It was a closed practice. Wednesday in Regina, Craig Dickinson was asked about the status and he said no comments. I would like to know what you think about this stuff, Ty, the gamesmanship during week two of the CFL regular season. It's it, it's whatever. Um, the way he was walking after the game, it didn't seem like it was that bad. Uh, but I mean, you know, two, two days later, it's, there's probably a decent bruise there. That was a really hard landing. Why he was in, we'll never know. That didn't make any sense. Can you leave Shea Patterson in at the end of a quarter to throw a ball after a conversion for no reason? Like the coaching decisions last Sunday left a few questions left to be answered. Uh, 
but the gamesmanship, I get it. Still, don't still another twenty four hours before depth charts have to be released. So Dickinson can say what he wants and do what he wants with practices and close them and all that stuff. But I don't really think I, I would. I mean, if I was Winnipeg, I wouldn't even be worrying about Mason Fine. You prepare for Trevor Harris because I don't really think that Mason Fine is that big of a threat. He's currently listed as questionable for the game, Trevor Harris, but. The injury report comes out, and it says he didn't practice. Mm -hmm. I guess I just don't understand why when the injury report says that, it doesn't lie, Mm -hmm. that he has to say we've also seen We've also seen Dickinson with vet days, but you would think think that he would have said it's just a a rest day for him. That's why I think he's not playing. Yeah. Uh, Practice reports don't lie. You can take Winnipeg to cover. Money line, you can probably take an alternate line and get you can buy Winnipeg to win by seven more points than what they're laying right now. Yeah, I I don't see him getting out there. I two days before the game, like mm-hmm. tomorrow's really good. Thursday's going to be the walkthrough. Yeah, so. and, and remember when I used to say Tordal was awesome? It's not <laughs> that great. <laughs> you have experience now after your surgery. Yeah, I want I want opioids. Didn't do much for you. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> I don't so, know why the nurses had to wake me up and give me that crap. Just leave me <laughs> leave me on the allotted. Oh, no, he didn't wake up. Darn. <laughs> a great sleep, though. So the riders here are banged up. Uh, Darrell Walker's not going to be playing, even though he didn't practice Tuesday and practiced in full on uh, Wednesday. Sam Emelis hasn't practiced this week. He actually had a nice game mm-hmm. uh, against Edmonton, and he's a receiver that uh, he was a first-round draft pick for the Riders, and my math is twenty twenty-two. Uh, last year struggled, I thought, a little bit, but, hey, looks like he's ready to take that next step. Nick Marshall, doubtful, hasn't practiced. Hey, that means somebody might actually play defense. Roland Milligan, I'm a fan of him. Yeah. He has been limited and hasn't didn't practice on Wednesday. So the, the Riders do enter this game pretty banged up as linebacker Derek Moncrief is not going to be playing as well. Yeah, this is not this is not the week you want to come in banged up. Actually, it might be. You don't want to roll out all your number ones this week and get throttled by 20. So since it's so early in the season, do you just sit Harris anyway? Oh, and yeah. just... Hopefully it doesn't get worse. And At the same time, though, if you're Dickinson and you sit Harris and you lose and you start the year 0-2. Yeah. Well, Emmett, they, they beat Edmonton, Edmonton, so that Edmonton, helps. Or, sorry, 1-1, one one, I guess. Yeah. But uh, it's just like you have to win these games early because if you dig a hole, you're not coming out. Like I think if they miss playoffs, like they have to make playoffs this year or Dickinson's fired. He, I guess it, that's the if thing. It's really bad, if it's really bad come Labor Day, he might be fired by then. That's the thing. I guess the big picture, you want your starting quarterback healthy, but also Dickinson and O'Day need wins uh, yeah. <laughs> to get that uh, extension. Before there for is them. a revolt in yeah. Regina. Yeah, exactly. Now, Dalton Schoen is listed as questionable for the Bombers. He uh, didn't practice Tuesday, practiced in full on Wednesday. Jackson Jeffcoat is doubtful, and uh, another defensive lineman, Cam Lawson, is out, who hasn't practiced this week. So the Bombers do have their share of injuries as well. If Dalton Schoen is not going to be healthy, 
is this going to be another Nick Dimsky game for the Bombers? Well, who... that, that's the thing. So Schoen, Schoen doesn't play. Dembski had a touchdown last week. Wolitarski had a touchdown last week. Bailey he, did. He had a touchdown last week. There's no, like, there's no reason to think that the offense isn't still going to be able to go. Yeah, maybe Dembski's life gets a little tougher. Yeah, because you, you guys won't have to worry about Schoen out there, but that's going to open up for Wolitarski and uh, Rashid Bailey a little bit. Yeah, Dembski. and they still have Brady Oliveira. Like, <laughs> it, it's I don't know. It just feels like Dembski always steps up against the Riders too. Uh, drafted there he originally. Have to look at the ball to catch it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, not look, overly worried about the Winnipeg offense right now without Dalton Schoen. Th- this kind of seems like as long as uh, they can keep Zach clean yeah. again. If Zach Kolaros is hurt, yeah, it's a whole yeah. different story. But as long yeah. as Zach is there and he's got three out of four, or even two out of four, and Brady, and Brady Oliveira in the backfield, I-, I I wanted to fit the Winnipeg defense into my fantasy lineup. I couldn't quite do it. it it's worth ma- probably putting them in and making them your captain, maybe, <laughs> and then just figuring out a lineup. If you make that. the defense your captain, that is a bold strategy. I would love to see that. What if it, what if you what if they get twenty points? They could. <laughs> they totally could. Um, it, it just feels like Winnipeg is going to walk into Regina and Winnipeg's going fifteen and three and winning another Grey Cup. Wow! Like wow! I'm totally. It's week two, and I'm changing my pick. <laughs> And then if they lose this game, they are missing the playoffs. They- oh, season, yeah, trade everybody. <laughs> Fire Mike O'Shea. Uh, it'll it'll be an interesting one. And look, I I thought that nobody could get to Zach Kalaros. Toronto proved me wrong in the Grey Cup. So uh, Saskatchewan better be watching that game <laughs> and seeing what they can do. Yeah, and at the same time, you can only stop this offense for so long. And like Toronto was able, Toronto did it and, and was kind of able to match them shot for shot. Like when Winnipeg did take shots, like Toronto was able to answer right back. I just don't see the Riders offense being able to do that. Yeah. It, it's going to be relying on the Rider defense here, who, as we said, they're, they're facing. Which they did injuries. last week too. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, this is a different animal. This isn't Taylor Cornelius. That's true. That's true. I mean, the healthy Anthony Lanier on the defensive line has, has been big for the Riders, and Micah Johnson being back has been big for the Riders. So he, I don't know. Can can a defensive line win a game? <laughs> they could, I guess. Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffcoat, yeah, and Drake Nevis did it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens Friday night in Saskatchewan. Can we bring back the old Friday night theme song? Yes, we should keep it forever. Yeah. We should start a cover band and release a full version of it. <laughs> that that and the original shoot out the lights for not That's a great for like song the, too. Not for the five o'clock game start, but the four thirty Hawking and Canada pregame stuff. If you were in a band, what would you play? <laughs> I have Triangle. zero rhythm. I can't be a drummer. Triangle? Triangle, yeah. I could do the spirits, Triangle and maybe. backup vocals. There we go. There we go. Yeah. BC, BC Lions are seven-point favorites over the Edmonton Elks here. And the buzz in Vancouver this week, what a difference it makes 
when the team puts in effort. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's crazy. Monday was BC Lions Day in Vancouver. Tuesday, they had uh, members of the Uproar Dance Team at the Granville Skytrain Station giving away free Lions swag and discounted tickets to the game on Saturday. Uh, today, they had pregame hype parties at Save On Foods locations in the neighborhoods. Was Daryl there? Oh, I want to meet Daryl. Speaking of legendary Canadian mustaches. In <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, uh, they're having pop-up events at the Vancouver Art Gallery. And then Friday, they're throwing that party. The, T- the TSN panel is going to be in Vancouver. The Trues are playing. They're having a watch party for the Riders and the Bombers. And then Saturday, oh, sorry, the Trues are playing Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then they've got that party. LL Cool J's playing. 45 minutes. That's cool, man. Like, they got lots going. It seems like a great time to be a Lions fan. The marketing, getting out in the community, uh, you know, actually listening to fans and and, you know, the community engagement, not just getting out there, but actually doing what they need to do to get people there, trying to placate to the younger audience to get kids in there, making it affordable for fans. It's been awesome to see. Uh, are they selling out? No, that's a big stadium sellout. It is. But but the upper but bowl's they're, open. They're going to have over 30K. Right? It, it, the Canucks were not good this year. Um, the Canadians, like the Vancouver Canadians, they're not a huge draw. Like they, they get crowds, but it's not a huge draw. Like You are the number one show in town right now, and they're finally attempting to show that they are. What a beautiful place to watch a game. I think yeah. you got to make it affordable and accessible for people and try to appeal to everybody in Vancouver, which is probably a tough thing to do mm-hmm. um, it, for that franchise. But it looks like they just keep making steps. And with a guy like Vernon Adams and Dominic Rimes, they've got exciting players that can make plays. That, that was the first place I ever saw a CFL game was BC Place. Nice. It was like Labor Day weekend. Oh, I would have been like eight. Yeah. Grandpa, Grandpa said he'd never lie to me, and then he lied to me. <laughs> he didn't what get, was the lie? Well, he said he'd get me on the field and get autographs. And play. <laughs> but no, like, it's, still the stadium is awesome. Like, it's not. Well, yeah, it was traumatic. <laughs> we got pushed out like the wind doors, like the wind, like the <laughs> air pressure like pushes you out at the end of the night. Uh, but no, like, it's great. Like you said, it's a great place to watch a game. They're opening up the upper bowl. Like, it, this, and the team is winning. The last two years has been really good. Yeah, yeah. So that, that um, helps as well. There was a scary, cares. a scary moment before Lions practice on Wednesday. Uh, Philip Norman had a, they're calling it a, a medical episode, and he was he was able to walk out under his own power, undergoing some tests mm-hmm. and being looked at right now. But can't, practice was canceled on Wednesday. So, I mean, this kind of stuff, it, it's pretty scary to see. So all the best to and offensive lineman Philip Norman. Don't it, go on to Twitter and read the stupid comments. Yeah, just don't read the comments and yeah. don't make them either. Uh, the, the Lions, they did have maybe some injury concerns earlier in the week. Um, but it looks like those guys are 
going to be okay. Uh, Lucky Whitehead, well, maybe he isn't going to play. He hasn't practiced on Tuesday or Wednesday, so that is a concern for the Lions. And then as far as the Elks go, Luchez Purifoy didn't practice Tuesday. They're calling it dental, so maybe he just had to go get a root canal or something like that. Uh, are <laughs> not that bad. Which I don't think I really want to go to a football practice after going through that. Uh, I just go while the freezing is still in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You'll feel it when it comes out, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enoch McConzo didn't practice Tuesday with a, a bit of a dinged-up knee, but he was back on Wednesday, although Jamin Pelly was limited in practice on Wednesday, had to leave uh, with a back issue there. So some defensive guys that they're going to want on the field for the Elks because mm. the defense has their work cut out for them here. As we saw the start that Vernon Adams has had to this season, the start of the game he had against Calgary. Nine for nine. He's a guy that even if you pressure, he can evade mm-hmm. pressure. <laughs> the Elks have their work cut out for a fired-up BC place to contain Vernon Adams and the Lions yeah. offense. Serezna is going to be so gassed at the end of this game. <laughs> He's... When you're in chase mode, it tires you out. It'll be, it's nuts. But yeah, like, he's so mobile. He's so athletic. Not only can he evade, but he can also make plays under pressure. Yeah. With guys in his face, he's still able to do that. Um, And with the weapons like Dom Rimes and Lucky Whitehead, if he plays, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those teams where you have to be, you have to be perfect almost on defense, it feels like right now. Um, I know it's only week one, but it's kind of carried over from last year. And if if you make mistakes, they're just going to feast on you. And Taylor Cornelius, to put it bluntly, just has to be better. Yep. Um, he's the guy that the Elks committed to and extended. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the leash is and probably... And they traded Arbuckle. He, the leash there is probably a little bit longer than maybe some Elks fans want. I, I know that... After 18 home losses in a row, you want changes. And Jones can be pretty quick to make changes to find his right guys, but it just appears that right now they are they're they're committed. Yeah. Is, is Cornelius, Cornelius Mr. Right or is he Mr. Right now? That's the question, right? Um but when you have three plays, and I know he wasn't in on the play and you get from the third and one, and you can't put it into the end zone. Mm-hmm. A lot did go wrong, but Taylor Cornelius, you need more than half of your yards on one play. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't throw two interceptions. And it, no it, touchdowns. Yeah, it, it was a rough game for Cornelius against uh, against Saskatchewan. But BC's defense has players, too. Oh, man. And they were as, as long as BC doesn't try the lateral on an interception. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, fine. yeah. They, they were giving Calgary some fits, so mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a loud environment for Cornelius and the Elks, and it's going to be a different one. Do they have the ability to um, surprise Mat- people? Like, yeah, talk about talk about BC's defense. Matthew Betts, Bo Lacombo, TJ Lee, Gary P. Like, yeah, they're all playmakers. They are like, it's, you have your work cut out. Like, yeah, you can make a mistake, 
but you can't like if you're gonna make a mistake, you your your defense now you're putting it on them to make a stop, and that's a big ask against the offense when they come on the field. Like this is a team that could win 12, 13 games. And I know I cherry pick stats like this, but Kevin Brown had eleven oh. carries for fifty nine yards against Saskatchewan. One of them was for twenty four. So if yeah. my math is correct, it's uh, ten Just carries doubtful. for thirty five yards, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the but average. No, see, like, I I enjoy stats like that because there is an average for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. But you have like you look at you. Yeah. Well, what were what was uh, Gino Lewis's average right. for reception? Well, yeah. he had one hundred and two yards on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you can't take it out because it happened, but it, it inflate it's inflated. It is. Yep. It's not like every catch was a first down. Yep. So. Again, I think the Elks are going to want to be much like Ottawa, slowing down the pace a little bit. Mm. They're they're not going to be able to win a track meet with BC, even though there is talent in the Edmonton receiving core with Dylan mm-hmm. Mitchell and Geno Lewis, Stephen Dunbar, Kyron Moore, and Kevin yeah. Brown's an electric player in the backfield. So they do have that sort of talent, but I don't know if they want to fall behind BC. No, you can't. You don't want to fall behind. You can fall behind a little. Like you're probably yeah. not going to have the lead the whole day. Yeah. Uh, you also got to stay super disciplined because if you're giving up free yards to this team, you're done. Yeah. Uh, free, you know, forty yards uh, in penalties on one drive. That that that's not going to cut it. So no. there's a couple focuses for uh, Edmonton going yeah, into this, Vancouver. It's hard to focus on eight things, let alone. <laughs> That's true. (laughs) Now, this one, I think probably the game of the week. Toronto Argonauts, home opener, Sunday evening football. What's your game of the week? There isn't one. Oh, come on. You have to pick one. I got to pick one. It's probably Thursday night. Ottawa and Calgary. I think so. Interesting. Well, it's because Chad Kelly doesn't. We don't know what the hell he is. I, I can't call this a game of the week. Well, the rivalry makes it the game of the week for me. Yeah, uh, the hatred. And I mean, the hate flow. Chris Edwards, as a tie cat, back to Toronto, receiving his championship ring. <laughs> They're raising the banner in Toronto, fans getting replica rings. It's no mistake that replica rings are be handing out, well, Ticat fans are going to be filing through the gates. Oh, such a great petty move. I love it. That Ticat fans just are makes my heart happy. Watching that banner, but you got to think. You got to think that those replica like replica rings are going to be pretty cheap. Only got to buy like three or four of them. <laughs> They've got ten thousand of them. Ten thousand. I'm ready to go. Well, I mean, Hamilton's like I mean, get them too. So. Now, defenses can win games, and I think the Argos' defense has what it takes. We don't know if he's going to be playing on Sunday, but Jamal Peters back mm-hmm. for the Argos after being released by the Atlanta Falcons is a big uh, addition back to the defense. The CFL's leading uh, interception guy last year so having him back in the fold in the double blue is a big one it's definitely somebody you have to know where he is on the field it's the side of the field you kind of want to avoid yeah you have to make smart decisions if you are going to go there you can't underthrow. like he can do so much to disrupt the passing game from a db spot like it's nuts 
Yeah, we had Will from the Argos fan cast on the East Division preview, and one of the concerns was that side of the field with uh, Jamal Peters moving on to the NFL. Well, now he's back. Yeah, so that's no, uh, a guess... lot of worries. I, I have a question. How is Henock Mwamba not in the top 50? <sighs> I don't know. Like, that's wild. After what happened in the Grey Cup? Come on. Like... And he, he gets inducted into the Toronto Sport Hall of Honor, so congratulations to him. I guess he was named the Male Athlete of the Year. So uh, I'm surprised they didn't just give it to a Leaf. Yeah, exactly. They won a series. <laughs> I mean, they basically won the cup, right? <laughs> so the Argos, the team of the year as well, obviously the Great Cup champions, and Moamba with the night of a lifetime in Regina back in November. His reaction. Don't hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. So congratulations to him and he's going to keep doing what he does on the field and I would venture to say well deserving of a top 50 spot. It's in crazy the that he's not up players. There. Yeah. But you're right. The big storyline for Toronto is what's Chad Kelly? Mhm. What's Other he going to bring Jim's to the nephew? Ta- yeah, what's he going to bring to the table here? We saw him for ten minutes in the Grey Cup, and it was awesome. Yeah, but, but is he going to be able to bring that against the Hamilton Tiger Cats and that ferocious that, front? That ten minutes, super small sample size. Yeah, uh, went in there. Obviously, a condensed playbook for Chad Kelly. I'm assuming last year when he would get into games, it's all about managing and not turning the ball That's over. Hundred percent. He had to Matt Nichols it. Um, this year, full camp as the starter, full complement of plays. It, it can be overwhelming for a first-time starter. We've seen it. We've we've seen it with Jake Mayer. We, we didn't really see it with Nathan Rourke, but yeah, you know. But there's plenty of examples of guys who come in and they struggle for the first three, four games before they get into that uh, rhythm with the offense and all that stuff. So that's yet to be seen. But I mean, he's mobile seems tough like you can take a hit um it's just it can you put it all together and win football games i i don't see toronto falling off the face of the earth i but i also don't see them making the gray cup again right now with the quarterback situation what it is and unless chad kelly comes out and you start six and only looks awesome yeah then then i mean all bets are off uh we got to mention aj olette who might be my favorite CFL player making I wonder a, why. <laughs> an appearance in Greek town wrestling, delivering a spear, and then hands off his Argos championship ring to Jock Sampson, who delivered the Great knockout name. blow with the Argos championship ring. If that's not. How is that not a DQ? <laughs> good question. But if that's not pro wrestling at its finest. Oh. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. I mean, wrestling and, and, and pro football, tons of crossover. There is. We can go back That's to nuts. the great Angelo Mosca, who yeah. played football and wrestled for quite a the, bit. The reigning, <laughs> defending, universal champion. Edmonton Elks, legend. Legend. <laughs> legend. With a J. <laughs> AJ Ouellette, I love that guy. And, hey, we're going to see how 
They're going to be handling the backfield. I want to watch that for Toronto, too. Andrew Harris on uh, the roster, one last ride in the CFL. One last Harris. shot. <laughs> He's had a pretty good last couple of years. Get injured, come back for the Grey Cup, and win. So yeah. if that continues. What is he, who does he play for, the Tampa Bay Lightning? <laughs> He's living the dream. Yeah. He's living the dream. I think all pro athletes, now there are some of the really dedicated ones who love practice, and that's how good they are. But if you're able to skip practice and just practice. go out and play the game, that's what all players yeah. want to do, right? We're talking about practice. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. You got to practice like you play, and a lot of guys don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I practice golf like I play golf real. <laughs> uh, as for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, they have released uh, defensive lineman Kwaku Boateng. He had a promising start to his career after getting mm-hmm. drafted by Edmonton in 2017. But last year with Ottawa, he tore his Achilles, uh, did get signed by Hamilton here, and now he's been released. I hope that uh, he's able to find a new home in the CFL and uh, overcome that mm-hmm. injury and uh, do what he's capable of doing. We know Kwaku Boateng has what it takes to succeed in the CFL. Now, well, the turf district made a shirt. Exactly. Earthquaku. How do you beat that? Maybe they jinxed them. <laughs> the two and out bump in the turf district uh, jinx. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> now, the the tie cats are going to want to somehow carry that momentum over from the second half of the bomber game into this one. Now yeah. they had a blocked punt. They were recovering fumbles, so the defense was flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's what Chad Kelly has to look out for, isn't it? Ted Laurent, Simone Lawrence, Tunde and Delacay. Uh, is Dylan Wynn playing, or is he on the injured list? Well, right now he's on the injured list. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they've got Casey I mean, Sales. and Casey K- Sales. They like, made the Kongbo trade, too. So, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, which yeah. that was wild. That kind of hit us out of nowhere last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got, they got guys on that defense, and they fly around. And I'm not saying that he's got to keep his head on a swivel for a certain linebacker, but it probably would serve your career uh, in a good way to make sure that you stay out of Simone's way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Bo Mitchell is going to want to get uh, Mr. Duke Williams involved more. He had a catch early against mm-hmm. Winnipeg and then uh, slowed him down the rest of the game here. I, I did like the play of Keandre Smith from last week, the Canadian there. He had himself a nice start to the season. So we'll see who gets involved in that aerial attack from the Ticats because you know they're going to want to get their big boy, Tim White, the ball a little bit more as well. But, hey, Toronto's defense is is Mm -hmm. no joke. So this this might be another one of those games where... How's the offense going to be able mm-hmm. to succeed against a couple formidable defenses? Right, and that's where I think Hamilton has a huge upper, upper, uh, an edge, edge. Call it. <laughs> I can't remember the word. 
uh, a huge edge because they, we just don't know what Chad Kelly is right now. Yeah, that'll be but that'll the be same, the thing. At the same time, Bo is still getting used to new receivers yeah. and stuff like that, so yeah. it kind of balances itself out. But I mean, it's I still I I still think that Hamilton should be able to win this game just based on quarterbacks alone. The Cats two and a half point favorites on Sunday. That is tasty. It's basically a pick 'em, right? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Where are you leaning? I might buy some points. Okay. Okay. My my fantasy lineup this coming week is uh let let's see what you think of it. I got Vernon Adams Jr., Taekwon Mazel of the Lions, Diedrich Mills of the Stampeders, uh, Alexander Hollins of the Lions, Trey Odoms Dukes of the Stamps. Dalton Schoen of the Bombers and the BC Lions defense against the Edmonton Elks. What's your contingency if Schoen doesn't play? Uh, it might be Dembski, actually. Oh, and you can still fit him in? I actually don't know. I might be yeah. $300 away from not being able to fit him in. Mm-hmm. So, so I might see if they if they will allow me to take money from you and pay them $300. You can have all 70000 <laughs> Because my roster is empty slot, empty slot, empty slot, empty slot, empty slot. Because they've, they've ruined it for me. <laughs> Brazilian Ty, the most petty guy I know, but that is okay. Who uh, are you picking to win this week? We're going to be on the same page. Everybody. Uh, the same. It's it's just it's too not easy this week, but everything just kind of stands out. Yeah, as kind of mismatches a little bit. Yeah, they like both, either team can win, but they, they just seem like mismatches, mismatches on paper. Uh, Calgary, BC, Winnipeg, and Hamilton. Yeah, I've got uh, all of the exact same picks going into this week. I've got Safamod of the Piffles podcast in the CFL podcast fantasy league. I am one and O on the season. Let's see if I can make it 2-0. Oh. You can rate, review, and subscribe to 2 and Out on your favorite podcatchers. A lot of new folks and new commenters stopping by the YouTube Uh-oh. channel as they look at our beautiful faces. And Ty, everyone is still nice. For now. <laughs> For now. I, there might be some mean ones since you have now shaved off that uh, beautiful lip cat- caterpillar you had. I can think of... A hand, well, actually, a large amount of people that will like that I shaved it, and they're all related to me. <laughs> I love this from Hugo Agogo. He said, "Would Elks fans celebrate a tie at home? Hey, you have to. They'll take what they can get." He says. So, yeah, it's like, it's like me at two a.m. Maybe in the comments, let us know who you think are going to be winning the games this week. If they're all locks like we think they are, which means we're probably going 0-4 <laughs> or 1-3. Remember, remember when I went 78% last year and then went 1-3 last week? <laughs> Not good. Finished 8th in the country last year. <laughs> you got a long way. I'm a, I'm a 11,000th right now. Ooh. <laughs> and, you know, last week I, we gave a shout-out to the founding fathers of the Patreon. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't do it. It started initials JB. No, don't do it. Don't you dare. He was not in the top four. It gives me it in chronological order. Then he's not on the Mount Rushmore. You can only have four. Yeah. So Steve, Brad, Mark, Randy, they're on the Mount Rushmore. (laughs) 
The next four, Gord, <laughs> Michael David Richardson, who's actually paying us in British pounds, Ty. That sounds like a law firm. <laughs> That's true. It does. <laughs> uh, Joe falls into that uh, that tier, and then uh, Julian as well. We actually hey, well, even have... second liners win constantly trophies. That's true. That's true. We've got a nice community on Patreon. You can support us on there, YouTube, and wherever you find decent podcasts. I'm not going to say good podcasts, just decent. decent. I'm okay with decent. I'm okay with that. Let's say average. Okay, I'm okay with average or mediocre. Below, <laughs> then I start to get a bit. I'm okay with being average. <laughs> we will talk to you next week to recap week two of the CFL season. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 